Hey y'all, it's Ryan. I just wanted to throw this little disclaimer on the beginning of this episode as sort of a trigger warning. Um, there is a point at the at uh, during the discussion of Return to Nukem High where some uh, incorrect language is used when talking about uh, a trans lady or a trans character, I should say, in uh, the movie. Um, uh, it's corrected very quickly, but I did want to go ahead and throw a little um, kind of disclaimer, a little warning. Uh, I think it was handled very well. Uh, was not done in a mean-spirited way. It was simply a matter of not knowing. Um, but it was very quickly corrected and not repeated. So um, thank you all for being pay, uh, listeners and hopefully you guys are supporting us on patreon if not go ahead and go join us over there uh but hopefully you'll enjoy this episode it's a pretty fun episode uh the newcomb high the return to newcomb high movies and the class of newcomb high movies are all really fun movies um they're the kind of movies you just want to kind of turn your brain off for a sec and enjoy so yeah enjoy this episode Welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, and I'm here with Cagney Larkin. How you doing, Ryan? Oh yeah, brother. I'm doing good, man. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. I'm stoked. We got uh, we had some technical issues. We've They're gone. Bye bye. Hella technical issues lately with your microphone not coming through, <laughs> and it only wanted to record one uh, track. But we got it situated this week, and you'll be just as loud, if not louder, than me. That's awesome. Yeah, it's orgasmic for um, the for the viewer or for the listener. Right we're gonna do holes. this week. We're talking about uh, the Newcomb High, the return to Newcomb High movies. What's going on? We went to Newcomb High and we we did the original trilogy a few weeks ago. And after that, we decided we couldn't handle more Newcomb High right off the <laughs> bat, so we took a couple weeks off. No, Ryan, we saved it for Pride Month. Yeah, true, we did. We saved them for Pride we Month. Sh- but I had completely forgotten that the main characters were lesbians. No, that's the whole reason we watched it, Ryan. <laughs> we so, watched it for Pride Month, specifically. As, as you're listening to this, we are on week two of our uh, Pride Month episodes. Yay! Last week we did Black Swan, which has a crazy lesbian sex scene that didn't happen. Nowhere near as crazy as the one in Return to Newcomb High, um, Volume 1, though. Then Suspiria had some some queer overtones, yeah. not really any overt queerness to it. It was um, uh, about uh, female empowerment. Climax was pretty queer, though. Yes, yeah, overtly. Um, so it's we had that movie, going man. on, and then we got the the lead lesbos and uh, can I say lesbos? Is that okay? Is that PC? I mean, it's just a shortened version of better, lesbians. I think. Better check your privilege, bro. I mean, I'm a queer person, so I mean, I I 
I probably can't get away with it because I'm not lesbian. But yeah, you guys are here, Ryan's um, half queer. <clears throat> but uh, uh, lesbian, we have two lesbian leads in the, both of the movies, so that's a big thing for uh, Pride, I guess. Uh, especially for trauma. Yeah, man. Like, trauma's always been a big social, a social issue kind of a social company. Pusher, yeah, you know, pusher social commentary. Whether it's nuclear, nuclear, uh, and that's their main thing. Nuclear, yeah. you know, radiation. Well, it was back in the radiation, day. Radiation, you know. Well, they, they keep they switched it, back. it up a little bit. Yeah, they put it in the food and yeah. return a nuclear pie. Uh, before we get to that, though, I do have a date to plug. One single solitary date as of <laughs> right now. Frothy Beard Brewing Co. Yep, we're gonna have that sixty second horror challenge in it's Charleston, South Carolina. Awesome. Uh, tickets are only five bucks, so go ahead and grab one if you're if you're on the fence about attending it. They're gonna have some celebrity guests. They're gonna have sixty short films, all under a minute long, and they're gonna give out some awards for best ofs and most incredible effects and shit i'm pretty sure are they already done taking uh submissions yeah i think submissions have closed okay. so we're i mean we're 20 days away from it well yeah. act, <laughs> actually at time of recording we're 20 days away we'll actually be a little bit closer whenever uh this episode comes out we'll be another week closer. Well, i plan on showing up with a 60 second vhs tape throw me in throw me in oh yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's my only date right now uh so I guess that brings us to the next question, Cagney. What you been watching? Well, my friend, I've been watching some things. Uh, this week, I checked out Z on Shudder, a Shudder original, and you checked that movie out as well. Um, it was cool. A nice little concept of the imaginary friend. Kind of a bit of a role reversal in there as well. Uh, it's kind of an unsettling film, you know. I like yeah, uh, the atmosphere and tone. That the movie was able to achieve. Uh, in my eyes, I did think it ended up falling a little flat towards the end. But I know like, a lot of people like it, so see it for yourself. And that's just my opinion. Didn't go where I wanted it to go, but I'm sure a lot of people will be satisfied with how the movie turned out. And then I finished that up with a double feature. I actually watched a film called Under the Bed, which I had never heard of. It was about an older brother and a that had left because a monster under his bed has been terrorizing him and he comes back and his little brother's dealing with the same problems so they kind of team up and take out what's going on but uh, okay it's yeah. got some awesome practical effects in it and uh, some real cool gore shots like not much of the movie was cgi at all like the whole monster was practical everything was you know practical and it's really cool and that's always a plus for me and bonus in my book you know when i watch a movie and it's not relying on cgi uh they use actual blood actual yeah real matter physical things you know if the the demon is real in the movie i'm always a bigger fan like that's why i wasn't sure. too big on the conjuring 2 because uh what's, the, what's the the crooked man the crooked man he's completely yeah. cgi took me I mean, way out of the movie took me i like way the crooked the man movie. i like the crooked man design but i love also, the design looks cool yeah, should have been a real person it, yeah it should have been a guy in a costume what's our dude man why did his name just escape me what's our guy that does all of the the crazy obscure characters where he contorts his body and does uh he's really tall and lanky he's in pan's labyrinth oh and, uh, um what a, he's hellboy he's in hellboy uh, he does a lot of things like that fuck i know you're talking about doug jones doug jones exactly doug jones is and name. uh so man we should have cast doug jones as yeah the, that would have been perfect the, actually yeah, as what is his name the, the cro- crooked man the crooked yeah. man uh yeah doug jones is crooked man would have been great 
I think it was supposed to kind of look cartoony, though, because it was like a kid's Yeah, yeah, and you did thing. explain that to me one time yeah. when we were talking about it. But I don't know. It's just stuff like that takes me out of the movie. So whenever you have an actual real monster that's, you know, prosthetics, makeup, real special effects, you know, that's going to yeah. drive, take the viewer to a different place. I definitely agree. I do love the physical monsters and, and physical effects more than yeah. CGI for sure. Yeah, dude, it just makes the movie all the more special, you know. And uh, I guess we could sidestep a minute. Me and Ryan are making a movie, and I think we've already announced it on the podcast, right? Yeah, we've announced it. We've all been- the effects will be practical. Yes. will be tons of practical effects. No CGI blood and gore in our movie, folks. No, all the blood and gore and, and killing scenes will be real. We will really be killing people for this be movie. Real, and it's going to be real fun. It's gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> We're making Cannibal Holocaust 2. Uh, the day after. <laughs> With uh, turtles. Bunches yeah, of turtles. Lots of turtles. Lots of, no, just kidding. There are no turtles in the movie, but me and Ryan are really excited about making this movie. I, I was, won't even I'm fucking s- touch a turtle. I'm super excited. That's all I got. It's been on my they mind. They me out. A lot. Yeah, turtles are <laughs> gross. I got pooped on one. Uh, pooped on by one once when I was younger, and it like I swore off turtles ever since. So I was like, nope. <laughs> you turded on me. I'm, I'm gone. Is that I'm all out. you've been watching? Yeah, there's the two movies I watched this week. I uh, did start up Terror Firmer the other night. Oh, yeah. Ended up uh, falling asleep. A little trauma movie for <laughs> you. I did it too late at night. I ended up passing out. Well, and then uh, the season finale of Rick and Morty was last night. That was really cool. New episode of Shaving Truth came on yesterday. Also oh, yeah. really cool. But other than that, um, man, that's about all I did this week. Okay, cool. Uh, like you said, I did watch Z also. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that one's on Shutter, and then uh, the other one's on Shutter too that you watch, right? Don't don't look under the bed or whatever. Uh, no, I have that on Blu-ray. You have it on Blu-ray. I have it on okay, Blu-ray. I've never seen it. Uh, part of a horror pack. <clears throat> in the past three years, I've okay. had a horror pack. Uh, I did get my first horror pack the other day too. Yeah, man, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you joined the club. Check out that video on YouTube. It's up now to the public for your first unboxing. Yeah, for the first unboxing. Uh, but in, in addition to Z, uh, Z, which I gave a three point. Uh, seven five out of five. Okay, uh, I thought was very eerie and spooky, and I loved the concept. Uh, I probably would have gave it a solid three had it not been for that abrupt child body dropping <laughs> off of a fucking balcony, <laughs> which is really a um, scene. If you, I don't want to spoil too much for you because you're gonna be like looking for it now i guess but uh just watch the movie it's got a very crazy jump scare from that um but in in addition to that on shutter i also watched blood quantum which is like a zombie outbreak movie that takes place majority uh majority on a native reservation Mm -hmm. uh where these natives are immune to the virus or whatever that's making them zombies Lucky. Uh, they can be bit and not turn. Um, that's like what you want to happen. Whenever yeah. the, that something like that goes down, but, you want to be immune. But like in all these situations, you have your, your bleeding hearts that want to save the survivors of non-native uh, descent. And then you have the native purists that want to just save the natives. And uh, that's where the conflict comes in. It's more or less people versus people. Uh, instead of zombie versus people, but there are a lot of cool zombie kills yeah. 
and attacks in this yeah, movie. And that's where a lot of the true horror will come from in situations like yeah. that. The, the people versus people, you know. I feel we're, like we see that right now in society, you know, more than ever. People are we're our own worst enemies, you know. Yeah, and even in like the uh, in in the old Romero zombie movies, that was the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never yeah. about the zombies. No, it's the that's, man on man. That's what I think a lot of modern zombie movies miss. Yes, they do. That it's they not do. about zombies versus humans. It's about the people dealing with the zombies. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what this movie does extremely well. Which is the reason why I do not like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because it's, it's so boring. They focus on the people yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, but I gave Blood Quantum a good four out of five. I would say definitely Solid, check man. that one out. Solid it's for a, a Shutter, a Shutter good... exclusive, right? Yeah. Cool. I think so. Cool. Um, so yeah, those were my two Shutter movies this week. I did watch... That's a lie. I did watch Dead Heat, kind yeah, of. Yeah, we watched... Well, when we put on Dead Heat and Cannibal Holocaust with Joe Bob Friday, me and Ryan were just dishing out these ideas for our movie yeah. left and right and kind of birthed the whole plot outline yeah. for Ryan and Cagney Presents Martell's Movie Madness, the movie part one, the beginning. Yeah, so we bashed out an outline and basically didn't pay a lick of attention to Joe Bob Briggs or <laughs> we were too excited. Dead Heat or Cannibal Holocaust. The pretty much all the whole night. Yeah. Um, but we did watch it. We were there, but I can't give it a rating based on... Uh, the glimpses The that glimpses we that I watched. I will definitely be re-watching it because it looked like a lot of fun. But don't fault us. We wrote a movie that you guys are going to watch. <laughs> I also fucked up because I normally do my pick of the week first when I do my What You Watching yeah. because it's a movie that I've re-watched, obviously. Uh, this week I did Toxic Avenger Part 2 okay. as my uh, pick of the week. Toxic goes to Japan. Um... I gave it a strong 3.5 out of 5 because it's a lot of fun, a lot of entertainment going on there, some uh, titties everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Japan, which is cool. Toxic yeah. goes to Japan. Yeah. Uh, it's like kind of the whole selling point of the film, really. Yeah, really, yeah. it is. Because uh, a lot of there's a lot of Japanese jokes. Like the, a lot, the budget the is actually the, the budget's actually pretty good for this one. I think yeah. they might have actually filmed another car explosion for Toxy 2. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. it's a separate one from the Sergeant Kabuki man. As we know, Troma always uses the same car flip and explosion yeah. for every film. They recycle the same car flip explosion. Well, I'm pretty sure that that film is before Sergeant Kabuki Is it Kabuki before man. Sergeant Kabuki Man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Toxic Avenger 2 is definitely like... It's like 89, maybe? Yeah. Maybe earlier. Yeah, exactly. 89. Okay. Yeah. So, well, they got a good explosion, but maybe I think they don't They don't own that footage probably. But Toxic Avenger Part 3 is 89 as well. Okay. Those movies both came out in the same year. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Um, but yeah, I gave it a, what did I say? Three, three out of five? 3.5 out of five? Yeah, 3.5. Gave it a 3.5 out of five. So it's definitely a fun watch. Go check it out. Uh, if you haven't seen it in a while or if you haven't seen it at all, period. Definitely go check it out. There, all the Toxic Avenger movies are available on Prime right now, so you have no excuse if you have Prime. Uh, speaking of Prime, I also watched a fuck ton of movies on Prime this week. Uh, well, not a fuck ton, but uh, one, two, three, four, five movies. You're putting in some work on the movies this week. I did. I did. They were all pretty short and kind of bad too, but uh, <laughs> not in a not in a bad way. Bad in a good way. Um, Ghoul School is one of the ones I watched. It, it seems like it's a direct-to-video, but I don't think I don't know if it was or not because I didn't actually do the re- bother to do the research. Ghoul School. Ghoul School. There are no actual ghouls that, as far as my definition of a ghoul goes, yeah, it's like uh, these the swim team gets and gets like 
poisoned by water and they turn into like these fiends more so than ghouls okay. and they take they try to kill everybody in the school and yeah there's a heavy metal band it's a lot of fun but it's not necessarily the best movie in the world i tried to i watched it i had to watch it twice because i fell asleep watching it the first time <laughs> does that attest um, to the uh the viewable i think i was film. just sleepy okay i don't think it was about the because the that second time around second time around i was fine i was in it good uh but i'm giving it a 2.5 out of 5 it's it's perfectly okay nice um i don't know what i was expecting but not really what i was expecting was what i got so uh lots of well, that's good right yeah it's, it was it was definitely something um next up i watched flesh eating mothers flesh eating mothers um, yeah it's a <laughs> movie about it's a movie about these cannibal moms all the moms in this town turn cannibal because of some kind of uh virus or some kind of okay. radiation or something i don't know um i can get behind that the the synopsis that you read on the the prime description is not anywhere near as good the movie is not anywhere near as good as the description of it. So, so that's what I mentioned earlier when we watched The Fatty Drives the Bus. Yeah. Man, these, these movies, the descriptions, they'll sound so amazing. Then you actually watch the movie and it's like, okay, this is yeah. not what I expected at Which, all. Which, Flesh Eating Mothers was still pretty fun, all things considered. Had some good kills in it. Uh, had some good kills, some okay. good practical effects, um, some good mom butt. All right. Uh, not naked, though. Not naked. Unfortunately. This movie lacks... Uh, strongly in the nudity department i feel okay. like it needed a lot more for it to be uh, any kind of quality <laughs> right uh i gave it a 2.5 out of 5 though still a perfectly okay film well, it's a kind of a high worth high checking score. out yeah is it it's a it's, me- half, it's in the middle it's half right i, I don't really, i think that really made more so goes into the i'm glad i watched it but i don't know if i'll watch it again kind of yeah. thing um evils of the night this is another one that, that I watched on Prime. Spooky. Uh, this one was a little more cheeky and campy than the other two. Uh, even as cheeky and campy as yeah. they are, uh, this one has plenty of nudity, okay. which I loved. Uh, I actually bought this from Vinegar Syndrome when they had their halfway to Black Friday sale. Did you know anything about the movie when you bought it? No, just... sight unseen. I, I bought yeah. it sight unseen just because the cover looked really cool. Nice. Um, and it was cheap. Usually a good way to judge. Yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. So I gave this one a three out of five, and man, it's it's actually a fairly decent movie. It runs a little long for my taste, even though it's not that long of a movie. It's like an hour and a half. It still felt real long. Yeah. So scenes kind of drag on. But yeah, other than that, I don't really have much to complain about on that front. Um, uh, excuse me. I finally watched Antrim. Yeah, which is something you you've been telling me to watch that. Yeah. Bro, I was bored as shit the yeah. entire time I watched yeah. it. Yeah, I wasn't telling you to watch it. I was just saying I'd seen you it. You just told me you watched it. Yeah. That was all? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought you were recommending nah, it. Not it was not good. Nah. Uh, there's been a lot of people praising this movie. Uh, the, the hype behind it was great. No, nah, I think it's just kind of setup. The yeah. setup was fantastic. Yeah. The beginning, the like first 30 minutes of it where they're... Uh, talking about the movie. The movie being cursed. And I think that's really the context of the film. You know, it's not... The movie itself wasn't supposed to be scary. It's just supposed to be a cursed movie. You know, yeah. it is what it is. It's an experimental little film, but there's two kids in the wo- in the woods, pretty much, that kind of get mixed with some Texas Chainsaw vibes towards the end. Yeah, the, the end is good. It's I got like, some aesthetic towards I it. I do like the end. I do like the way it yeah. uh, kind of turns into this chase at the mm-hmm. end. God, getting there was fucking a chore. Like yeah, I felt like I was, 
I felt the movie's a hunt. The movie is an hour and twenty four minutes, and it feels like three hours and twenty four minutes. Yeah. I seriously <laughs> was like, when is this fucking movie gonna yeah, be we, over? We've watched some three hour movies that fly by. Yeah, you know, Midsummer director's cut. Uh, there's another movie. I forgot it. And it's 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 well put together. I'll give them that. They did they did a they did a good looking movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just suffers as far as like plot and action goes. Right. Um, I gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Oh, this other movie's got higher scores um, than Antrim? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I know I'm giving a hype beast movie a low-ass score, so I might get some hate for that one. Um, but moving on to a fucking great movie that I watched. Uh, the last one on my list for Prime is Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah, I watched oh, this one. Man. This is... Yeah, uh, all the fake trailers and stuff. Yeah, in it. yeah that all of these are man. all of these are first time watches. Uh, is that on Prime? It, yeah, it's on Prime. Nice. I have it on VHS. Uh, my favorite segment was Catholic High School Girls was, in Trouble. Yeah, of course. The, uh, the shower. Yeah, the shower scene. Just ridiculous. <laughs> it's and it, it, it's it's got so much fucking nudity in it, but it's mm-hmm. so ridiculous at the same time. It's just funny. Yeah, and, it, it like reeks Saturday Night Live. Yeah, man. it's a great movie. It's it's hilarious. Um. There are some segments in this one that I didn't really care for, but for the most part, I thought it was a pretty good... Well, a lot of it is also that time. Yeah, like, yeah, Like, it's yeah. stuff that was relevant yeah. in the 70s, mm-hmm. you know? Compared to the stuff that doesn't... We don't but the Scott free, at all But the scot-free game, that shit's funny as yeah. hell. Oh, yeah. The movie um, hits on a lot of high points. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Don't, don't watch this movie if you're easily offended, because it is a product of its time, like Cagney said. Um, People I'm, were a lot less offended by things in the 70s. Yes, everything was a little more racist in the 70s. <laughs> but um, it does have a very diverse cast, I will say that. They don't cast white people as Asian people and then mm-hmm. make fun of them. They're Asian people making fun of Asian people yeah. in this movie. So, uh, Which I'm sure it's a white director and writer and everything, but it doesn't really matter at this point. It's been made. Uh, I still give it a 3.5 out of 5 just because of Catholic schoolgirls in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I think that shit is so fucking it funny. Is, it is funny. Um. Yeah, that's that's all I got for Prime and Shutter and everything. Um, we did watch Fatty Drives the Bus, like you said. I didn't really like it. No. You, you didn't really care for it either. Yeah, one of the one of the lower movies on the Troma totem pole. Pretty funny though at parts. Like, yeah, little teeny but, things about it. Are yeah, funny. another one of those movies where you read the description of it and it's like this is gonna be a damn good movie. Yeah, and then you watch it and you're like, did they know what they were making here? Because they it just, didn't really deliver. They lose the plot over time. Uh, Fatty Drives the Bus, I gave a 1.5 out of 5 also. Yeah. So, um, if you're, if you really want to watch like some offbeat, weird, quirky, talky comedy movie, then this is for you. If you're wanting to watch a movie that sounds like the description of this movie, then don't watch it. <laughs> right. My, my advice is watch anything. Cause oh, what yeah. the hell else are you going to do with your 90 minutes? <laughs> I mean, if you see the cover, if you see the cover art for something and it interests you, in any facet, or you see the title of something and it interests you in any facet, watch, watch it. it. Just watch it. Just watch An it. hour and a half is not a lot of time to lose when you look at the grand scheme of things. And think of all the time you waste doing other shit, like sleeping, farting. <laughs> farting, yeah. Uh, we spend That's been a, so much time we farting, We spend a dude. lot of time <laughs> driving places. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, that's wasted time. Yep. You never think about it, but it is. It's totally wasted time. Might as well move in, man. Um... So yeah, that's what I got for my what you watching this week. So now we can jump into the uh, meat of the sandwich here. The meat. We had the bread. Now it's time for the meat. Boy, we watched Return to Newcomb High. 
Volume, volume one. one. <laughs> and Return to Newcom High. Return, return to, to Return to return Newcom to High. Newcom High AKA volume, volume two. two. Um, two movies that are absolutely awesome. Bonkers, just absolute yeah. batshit crazy. Trauma through and through. Uh, trauma kind of they went a, they went in a different direction with their effects for this one. Um, there's a lot more CGI than there is practical in mm-hmm. it. There's still a it's good, good bit of practical. practical there's well, still a good yeah. bit of practical, but it's a lot of uh, CGI kind of I guess covering up failed gags probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell that they they took their time shooting it at least. It, it's a it's probably one of the least rushed trauma productions it's probably the best looking trauma film yeah made by trauma for, for sure. sure it looks like a, like a high budget movie um so part one it's basically it's pretty much a uh, a straight shot of the original yeah like a reboot reimagining you know, we have some of the same beats and it opens up with a sex scene that was a, a, exactly like it was in the first film you know the two students in the toxic waste closet hooking up and uh, yep. the, the ooze starts dripping on them and then the penis monster <laughs> enters wow. the enters the scene there's always some little dick monster yeah, or yeah, slug spermy type thing, thing. Yeah. i don't know it's weird um i don't know how we just watch these movies and i'm like completely drawing blank on everything that happened in them uh but uh, we got the Glee Club. <laughs> the Glee Club are the Cretans in this one instead of the Honor Society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, um, I guess it was topical in 2013. Was Glee relevant? Yeah, Glee in definitely, 2013. Definitely. It's a parody of the Glee TV show yeah. through and through. Uh, There's a lot of parodies going on in this video. Yes, a lot lots of stuff of, that you don't even recognize. You know, in both of these. Um, our main two characters are Lauren and Chrissy, right? Yeah, Lauren and Chrissy. They're uh, the rich girl and the trailer trash girl. Yeah, who end up becoming a couple mm-hmm. after fighting it for a minute. Halfway about halfway to, through the movie, they, they had start to succumb to, to their lesbian instincts. They hook up. They get weird with this nuclear food supply shit going on. <laughs> well, the uh, like in the original uh, class of Newcomb High, the school is directly next to. A nuclear center, and the original was a nuclear waste plant. Well, this one is no, a like food, food is a yeah. food plant that has nuclear stuff in it. You know, made with nuclear waste or whatever. Yeah, it's not really nuclear. It's like plastic. Well, they had the smokestacks there. Yeah, like yeah. The nuclear it, it power looks stacks. nuclear yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then um, so the the food gets tainted at school. We uh have a shot for shot pretty much scene of the opening of Newcomb High where the nerd kind of explodes his head. Yes. Uh, foam at the Very ears, foam at the stuff. mouth. Yeah, we get that scene again after he eats this nuclear taco. Hell yeah. And, uh, that's really cool, you know, big throwback to the original. And uh, kind of an updated version as well, but that's where we get some of the CGI mixed with practical effects. Like his yeah. eyes explode with some CGI blood, but he's got like some he's practical got good, stuff Good green else. foam and slime coming yeah, out of his ears yeah. and shit. And then we get that great fire stunt. That fire stunt, like I was talking about. A yeah, second yeah, ago. his whole body catches on fire and he runs it's out beautiful. of the building. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Awesome. Uh, I mean, you could tell it's a dude in a in a suit and not that actor. Like yeah. it doesn't even like <laughs> the face they put on the guy doesn't even look like. But that as actor. we know, this is trauma. It absolutely does not matter, especially no. with Newcom High. Like Newcom High Two, we had the shot where the soldiers obviously turn into action figures and get stepped on by the giant uh, toxic squirrel that's destroying the school at the beginning of the second one. Yeah, man. All bets are off when it comes to trauma. They can, 
they pretty much can and will do anything they can to make the movie they need to get executed yeah. and do it in the cheapest way possible. And it so. does not matter how it looks, as yeah. long as they got As long shot. as it comes out. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, Co- I'm reading Lloyd Kaufman's book, Dur- uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie, right now. And one of the things he says in the movie is, is quantity over quality all the time. He yep. He's like, make as many movies as you can. Uh, it doesn't matter how bad they are because one day somebody's going to be like, oh, he's got this much experience. We'll get him to make this and it'll be something really good. <laughs> like so, his movie you mentioned earlier. <laughs> what was it? Um, the Final Countdown. The Final Countdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened with Lloyd there. Probably. But um, somebody gave him a budget to make a big movie, and it flopped. <laughs> we get we get the nerd explosion scene. We get the um, uh, the well, the Glee the, Club turns into Cretans, and then Cretans. they duck rape our our main actress. Oh man, they duck rape her. They stuff a duck down her throat. Yep, her pet duck head first. Her pet foot. Her, her pet duck that's already been exposed to the toxic waste. Yeah, he's got the toxic waste in him. Yep, and they grab that duck and they shove it down her throat. Uh duck rape scene (laughs) and it gets stuck there till she runs down the street with a duck halfway through her mouth gets picked up by our other lead actress yeah the trailer trash girl and as they call her she saves her she's her knight in shining armor let's not let's not glaze over the fact that she passed by an armless war vet yeah that couldn't help her (laughs) and all the bad guys from the previous uh newcomb high movie they were beating up judah friedlander yeah, they had Dick Smith and uh, Professor Holt and all those bad guys mm-hmm. from the original trilogy out there beating up Judah Freelander. Um, and then she finally runs into, uh, was it Chrissy or is Lauren the bad, the trailer trash girl? Chrissy? Double check that. I don't want to mix them up. I've already mixed them up, I'm sure. <laughs> so Lauren is the blonde. Okay, Lauren is the, the one that has the duck With in the her duck, throat. Yeah. Um... So she saves her once they get back to her house. It takes them a minute because the duck is, like, really in there. Yeah. And they're, like, pulling the duck's legs, and they're, yeah, like, rubbery. <laughs> uh, no ducks were harmed during the film of this movie. But so we hope. Uh, I'm sure not, because one of their uh, one of Troma's rules on the set is uh, to not harm, to, uh, not harm animals. Yeah, to, to not hurt anybody or anything, like, yeah. basically. Uh, and it's you like Stan Lee narrating the movie, too. So Stan yeah. Lee can have... Uh, Anything on his resume with animal. Yeah, animal he, he narrates the intros for both movies. Um, Lloyd Kaufman is like the main villain in this one, or in both of them actually. And uh, Lee is the Harvey Herzkoff. <laughs> Lee Harvey Herzkoff is uh, Lloyd Kaufman's character, a combination of Michael Herz and Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, and Lee uh, Harvey Oswald. <laughs> and Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, so we get the duck out of her, and I think that's when. These two go to the party together yep. that night, and they hook up at the party. Look at this excellent song by a band called Rape Door. Yeah. Not sure on the title, but the lyrics are, this is the last song I'll ever write. I'm going to kill myself tonight. Yeah, and it's they just, just repeat that, over, that and over, over and over again in a very catchy rhythm. Very catchy for about three minutes uh, of the film. <laughs> I don't think, I, I, don't think I could ever actually listen to a band called Rape Door, but um, <laughs> that song is very catchy. I will say that. Uh... So we get this graphic, very porny uh, lesbian love scene. Very gratuitous sex scene. Very long. Film, like, Troma, Troma's known for nudity, sex, yeah. violence. And the sex is always there, but it's never felt very pornographic, you know? Mm-hmm. It's played for 
sexiness or hotness or something's usually happening in the sex yeah. scene. Uh, these two girls were transmitting the nuclear waste to each other during the sex scene, but goodness gracious, if it wasn't like, felt like we were watching a softcore porn for a minute. It did. It did feel very Skidamax like, for a second. Oh, okay. But then. they still tried to insert some humor into it. <laughs> and they cut uh, out to the Eugene scene where he's having sex with a tranny. Tranny's not proper language, so we or don't the, we don't use that. Or the what is the, uh, what is the word? Just trans, trans. Just say trans person. It's a trans lady. Grew up watching my show. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, a lot of people don't know the proper language for yeah. for what it is. Uh, she male. No, that's not proper language either. Really? No, that's porn language. It's it's yeah. it's, it's it's like if you were like to search for porn, right? Then you could search. That's for why it's that always word. great to sit down and talk yeah, with somebody yeah. of that. Uh, that nature who can like yeah. school you on these things yeah those, but you will get different answers from different people i will tell you that like something that offends one person that's yeah well, completely okay with somebody else yeah and then but there's the universal preferred term a lot of the which is just trans or transgender to a trans person uh, yeah trans person trans she lady pulls out her man thing yeah <laughs> he says whoa and he's all shocked about it of course he calls her something in the movie i'm not uh this is probably this is probably my uh one problem with the movie is it is it does have that kind of but at the same time it's trauma and they're kind of like offensive but in a way to kind of tear down stereotypes you know what i mean they're using the stereotypes to tear down stereotypes I mean, they definitely push because the at the end of the because at the end of the movie the Eugene who is ultimately un- at the beginning uh, at the end of the second one he is comfortable with who he is and his sexuality and all this as opposed to when he's at first faced with it right. the shock and uh, anger over it um, maybe I'm defending uh, needless transphobia because I love trauma or maybe that is the actual message of the movie I don't really know. Well, um, I mean, you gotta think about how the end of this first movie ends. She, yeah, she it's yeah grows a giant penis and defeats the Cretans with it. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. They they have a giant. One of them has a giant penis, <laughs> and the other one has like what a big pregnant belly. Yeah, and she's pregnant with the, uh, the villain for the second movie. Uh, slime out of her toxic. titties, toxic juice out of her titties. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about a movie that has just about the most outrageous shit and offensive shit in it as possible. Uh, I think it's fair that we can throw all social graces out the window. Especially Um, when you're even in the realm of trauma. But just for the sake of, like, uh, our own uh, personal uh, asses, I'll say that I don't know that I particularly condone in that one tiny element of this film. Um... But that's the most like that is that to me was the You've been most doing some pretty strange things. Though. But that's the most to, to me that's the most offensive thing they did in the movie was play uh, the the trope of the trans people being trans women really being men kind of trope, and I, I, that's the only part of it that really bothers me. But at the end of the movie, it kind of at the end of the second movie, it all kind of ties together. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm sure it was not done in a mean spirited way. So we'll There's, leave it at that. Honestly, I mean, it's trauma. You can't even. Yeah. I don't think. No use even giving two thoughts yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's just like yeah, something. Um, but we'll move on from that. Uh, they do eventually. What, how does the. Because um, they go home from the party, right? 
and then that's when they uh, the party is the final. Like the party, they stay at the party. They come out of the room transformed. Oh, they transform in the room. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, she's there's this funny spot where they she says I used to smoke after sex, but now I have broccoli after sex. She just randomly yeah, you start eating broccoli. broccoli. Yeah, that's where it's like, like she, right where the did she have that scene. broccoli at? She's yeah, you gotta stay strapped, man. Stay strapped with the brock. So yeah, they transform into these fucking monsters with uh, giant dicks and toxic shooting titties and pregnant opening giant bellies with like mouths um, like from the second and third maybe it's fucking crazy the subhumanoids that's how they um, made it with the bell with the mouths on their bellies they go beat down and kill a couple of the cretins uh the main cretins i think all live though they make it into the second movie yeah yeah and the end of the movie is actually they're at school the next day mm-hmm. and lauren which is the blonde right is uh in the shower and she starts bleeding and then like green slime comes out too yeah from her vagina and she sees that and it leaves us with a to be continued which is not normal for a trauma movie we don't usually get a to be continued we usually get some kind of ending and then some kind of like sequel teaser something like that yeah, most of the movies are closed ended. But we know, got a straight really have too many cliffhangers. We got a straight up uh, cliffhanger on our hands here, which is cool because they always intended on making two movies. I think they actually even shot them all both on the same this day. It was filmed on at the, the same, same time. time. Uh, this one, uh, the second part, just ended up having post production problems. They raised like sixty something grand on Kickstarter to finish it. Yeah, uh, it, the the time between these movies coming out is the first one came out in 2013, and the second one was officially released in 2018 mm-hmm. um so yeah that's crazy on its own just the fact that it took them five years to get the sequel well, out it was right? uh part one was festival 2013 home video 2014 oh okay yeah. so yeah four four years then yeah um because they filmed them all at the same time you know most mm-hmm. of it part two has a lot more of the classic throwback footage too it has it's kind of a, a lot of it's flashback <laughs> yeah it's kind of a flashback movie it's like um it also rewrites some history from the original <laughs> yeah. film we insert lloyd kaufman as one of the main characters we, we realize that chrissy is the daughter uh it's the black slug object yeah from the, the original class of Newcomb High. that part was the most what the fuck part <laughs> it's lloyd kaufman's seed or not lloyd kaufman uh lee harvey Herzkoff. So we find out in this one. Okay, they have the first of all. They open with the carry sequence. Yeah. With the period, because she's back in the shower and she's bleeding and sliming, and she goes out and gets blood and slime all over these other girls, and uh, they start throwing tampons at her, telling her to mop it up. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee you, the people listening to this episode are super confused. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is not. We a are not following. Movie. And, uh, and we're not following it chronologically either. Yeah, we're just kind of covering it here and there. On and I probably album. lost a lot of people by being all serious about the trans thing, but like, eh, that's whatever. Yeah, I don't. You just I don't, got I, in your own head there. Yeah, I got. I got. I overthought it. Yeah, I think. For sure. I think I just overthought for sure. it. For sure. Um, uh, but that's also that happens with these trauma movies, man. Then like it happened with yeah, cause, uh, Newcomb High two and three. You know, they get so overdeveloped <laughs> that they become. So hard, kind of hard to follow in spots, but not even, the, like, plot-wise, just what's happening is hard to process. Anytime Lloyd Kaufman is involved with a movie he makes, it's 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 made to entertain, but it's also got these messages, you know, these subtle messages. Yeah. So, like, 
even if the sole purpose of him putting that trans character was there just to make this conversation happen, maybe, then possibly that's like the whole reason is it's just to make a conversation to start a conversation about it. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, the, the, in, and this one is like, n- none of the other, uh, so any other trauma movie, they all have their messages. This one's kind of like a, a more like, uh, be careful what you're eating, watch what you're eating, right. uh, message. And it's also got like, uh, a lot of acceptance messages too, as far as like, with the LGBT community yeah. and everything. And what other movie is going to do these things? You know, get, no, none other. It. It, it, uh, there's no other platform distributor movie company out there that's going to release something like this No, and say something like Trauma this. Trauma is, they're not afraid to take chances. Right. For sure. Because even Adult Swim doesn't do stuff like yeah. that. You know, Adult Swim's type of humor is way more on the opposite spectrum of sexual society views, things yeah. like that. Man, I love Trauma, and I love this movie. I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we get some super meta stuff. And lots of meta stuff well. in yeah. this one. Uh, she she gives starts the pulling... opening scene during the carry scene. She gives birth to a Blu-ray copy of Return to Nukemai. Yeah, one. that is the most fucking crazy. And shit. then literally, there's a naked girl staring at her. She goes, huh, "That's meta." <laughs> yeah, there the whole time. There's this melon heaven breast, melly, melon heavy <laughs> <Melly>. breasted. <laughs> Uh, lady with breasts. a fucking phone up under her titty the entire time that's going on. Uh, the the Lauren gives birth to a duck humanoid. You want to call it a duck? Thing, yeah, a duck, duck subhumanoid. Some kind of duck nugget. Subhumanoid duck nugget. Uh, subhumanoid duck nugget that has a penis for some reason and uh, it's like shaped like a chicken nugget. <laughs> and uh, everybody starts taking selfies with it with uh, with her in the background and. Uh, God damn While it! She's just spraying this blood and ooze and gunk out of her uh, lady. This part. is this is the part of the movie where most normal people cut it off. Well, this is only a few minutes into this movie. They're I just don't think like normal people are checking out Return of the Nuke. They're like, oh, well, I, no, because there's there's got to be there's got to be that one person or a handful of people in the world who watched Return who watched Class of Nuke Mai, which is kind of tame compared to yeah these two. Uh, as far as the graphicness of everything goes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a little more tame. Somebody remembers it nostalgically as a good, as a fun movie. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Return to Nukem High. Yeah, let's check it let's out. Let's grab the kids. And then <laughs> they get hit with this shit, and they're outy. But me, myself. Yeah, it's crazy. Me, myself, I eat it the fuck up. And then we got Lloyd Kaufman huffing farts directly out of people's asses. Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman sucking farts out of people's asses. Very to, reminiscent for to... For the fountain of... What is it? It's fountain of pee youth. Yeah. <laughs> the farting of youth. Um, very reminiscent of Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet with his nitrous oxide. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, all the... They reuse a lot of the Lemmy stuff from the first movie and even some of the Lemmy stuff from Citizen Toxie, I think. Or whatever other knows Tromeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet, yeah. yeah. Um, so they use a, they reuse a lot of the old Lemmy footage because Lemmy has passed away at this point. And on the back it says starring um, Lemmy Kilmeister, and it's all the footage from Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. him president. And uh, Ron Jeremy plays God, smoking a bong. Literally smoking a big huge bong. Uh, this movie really kind of 
is the antithesis, the, not antithesis, but the kind of... Magnum opus. It's like, okay, it's like if you watch, if you watch this as one long thing, the first movie is the building action, and then we just jump right into the climax with this one. So it really focuses on the, the two girls fighting the Cretans. This is possibly a part three as well. Yeah, there's there's possibly going to be a part three. This but is definitely Troma's longest franchise, man. Five movies. For sure. Five, five movies. movies. Toxie's got four. This has got mm-hmm. five. Which, with any luck, once we start picking up our names in the filmmaking community, I'm going to try to pitch Toxie 5, Toxie Saves Christmas. <laughs> That'd be a great spin, but I know yeah. that he was planning on taking the funding, or not the funding, the proceeds from the Hollywood reboot of the Toxic Avenger to fun Toxic Avenger 5. Nice. And I'm sure, man, I'd be surprised if he didn't have seven to eight Toxic Avenger scripts ready to yeah. go. You know, that just never got, I mean, never was seven, able to I mean, seven, eight, nine, ten, I don't give a fuck which one right. it is. As long as I can make Toxic Saves Christmas, then Will I'm going to be an actual Santa character in the movie. You're goddamn right. It's going to be evil Santa. <laughs> Whoa, we got to fight him? Yeah, there's two Santas. There's going to be good Santa and evil Santa, kind of like Noxie and Toxie yeah. in, the, in part four. And uh, Toxie's going to have to fight the evil Santa to save the good Santa. He's got like, the good Santa kidnapped. Yeah. Okay. Ho, don't ho, ho, don't nobody take my idea. I've patented it already. Patented it. Fuck off. <laughs> um, so yeah, in this movie we get some crazy. Uh, I give it three months and term is in production. This yeah. is the one where they find out that that Lloyd is actually that uh, Lloyd is uh, what was the guy's name in the first movie? Winston, I think. Walter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was Winston. Forgettable character. Forgettable name. He's the main dude. <laughs> no, the Cretans are the main dude, dude. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember any of their names either, but whatever. Um, so yeah, we find out she's Lloyd Kaufman's Lee Harvey Kurswitz fucking daughter. <laughs> Lee Harvey Kaufers. Um, the doctor, the the teacher's blind in both eyes now because of some toxic shit and a laser. And yeah, <laughs> got to. A he's laser hanging out with the the Aunt B from the first one and. Uh, they come up with this big plot that kind of just destroy everything. We get two epic-looking monsters, practical monsters. We get which the are awesome, like a duck man, the Lee Harvey monster, which is what uh, Kaufman's character turns into yeah. after huffing farts for so long. <laughs> and uh, we get the duck monster, and they kind of show down at the end. Yep. And the whole thing ends the same way the first. Newcomb High ended with the, the school, school explodes. Yeah, and the, the food company too. I think blows up too. Yep. And uh, they're built on top of each other. God, not much. Not much really. We can say about the sequ- about the part two, uh, except for it's just from beginning to end it's going. Like, it's pretty off the wall. It starts and it just don't never finish yeah, till the yeah, end. Yeah, the opening scene is probably the strongest part. Yeah, and. Jesus Christ! And there's that reference the the Buffalo Bob the Buffalo Bill yeah the Buffalo to see Bob Lord Coffin did the tuck and dance man. yeah he does fun. the whole thing I'd yeah. fuck me yeah everything and it's it's epic just epic then we have a little recap at the end with uh Spike Lee uh, Stan Lee Stan. Uh, <laughs> not Spike Lee I don't think he'd be anywhere near a trauma nope. movie nope Stan Lee is narrating like a highlights video and it's all the nudity from the movie so we get boobs and little dick and we'll review lloyd's uh such fun scene. Back. zach uh amico yes running into the 
he parent teacher assembly butt naked and then like slamming his crotch into the principal's face zach is is one of the funnier characters throughout the whole thing yeah i think uh just the actor himself the balls he has to just be naked as hell for half of this movie well he's got a prince albert too so yeah i'm sure he's ready to show it off he was uh he was he had to be willing more than willing to do that because he's naked in a lot of this movie that had to be like a part of the audition process for him. Maybe. Like, hey, are you gonna be? Are you comfortable with Take being it off. naked? We'll see it. Show us that thing. And uh, man, he's funny. He does this stupid geeky voice, and he eats a roast beef sandwich in the first one really grossly. Like, I've never yeah. hated a roast beef sandwich more. Yeah, this movie didn't come uh, out till November of last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he said he smells like roast beef. Yeah, I'm glad that I bought it. I'm glad I bought both of these. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, I need to get the first one on Blu-ray and get rid of my DVD copy, but I'm glad I got the new one on right. Blu-ray. That shit is tight. And I'm going to watch that documentary, too. That's yeah, going to be yeah. a lot of Excited fun to, to check that. out. Um, two Girls, One Duck. Yes, Two Girls, One Duck. Uh, yeah, that's what else can we say about this? these two movies? They just, they're trauma embodied. And we love trauma. To the fucking to the fucking max. And man. if you want to hear us talk a bit more about trauma, the history of trauma, and all things trauma, it's gonna the the we episode have a special will, episode on Patreon. Yeah, the, the episode's actually gonna be called a beginner's guide to trauma. Nice. So we're gonna do a little little guide for people who have never watched a trauma movie before. Uh, which, if you're listening to this episode, you probably have at least seen these movies because yeah. you're interested in watching listening to an episode about them. But probably not if you're. Probably some Maybe of you out there that have no yeah. idea what the fuck trauma is. Some so. of you are probably just listening to us because you're our friends. Yeah, uh, yeah, you I know doubt us. it because all my friends don't have a clue with what the fuck's going on on the show. But. Right. <laughs> well, I'm the opposite, man. I do have some people that I know are listening to this podcast that I wouldn't expect to listen, and I know for a fact I have no idea what the trauma is. I, I, so. <laughs> I have a lot of really bad friends, Cagney. Oh, <laughs> I'm your friend. Yeah, you're a good friend, though. We you're hang all, out twice you're a week. on the show. I love you, buddy. I'm going yeah. to let you hang out there. Um, but yeah, like people like Coley and they don't, he doesn't Dude. listen to the show. He's a jerk off. He Dude. didn't even listen to his own episode. No, the people I, I hang out with on a daily basis, I know they don't listen to Oh it. yeah. But it's like, it's always, but that's how it is when we do stuff, man. It's always the people you don't know or the people that admire yeah. you from afar. They're, they're your biggest supporters. It's the people that once we start getting press, uh, press badges for events and yeah. stuff, they're like, oh yeah, let me get in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fuck off. And what was episode 52 <laughs> about, bro? <laughs> uh... Yeah, but I do yeah. have some friends that have said they listened to it, man. It surprised me. It made me feel good. I was like, well, that's awesome, man. Keep listening. And we got some yeah, fun yeah, stuff man. going on. Uh, so, like we mentioned briefly earlier, we are kind of in pre-production now for our movie. Yeah. Uh, we've we've written the outline of the plot. It's uh, ready to go. Every step of the way. We just, uh, Cagney's working on a treatment for it right now. We're working on getting uh, together what the equipment is we need. Yeah. Um a budget and everything all that good stuff i have made a wish list which i will be posting soon uh to my link tree which will be uh, on all of the social medias so you'll be able to find that there uh it'll have a couple of the supplies we're gonna need like sd cards batteries anything that we don't have to buy out of pocket will be great for this because it's gonna cost us a lot of money as it is be worth it you know oh yeah it's definitely gonna be worth it but um, if you feel like donating or 
purchasing something for the production of the film, that's going to be an option for you to do that. You, you will get a special credit in the movie as yeah. well. We're gonna make. I'm making. I'm gonna make a t-shirts. Martell's Movie Madness. The movie t-shirts. So you'll be able to purchase those, and those the profit from those will go into the uh, funding of the movie. We'll we have some shirts. We'll have some stickers and stuff. All the Patreon stuff is probably gonna go. Any Patreon money is gonna go to the movie. Um, so we're excited about the movie. It yeah, is awesome. Super excited. It's gonna be hilarious. Got a lot of references in it. Got a lot of funny jokes. A lot of uh, callbacks. Some parodies. Got some violence. Some drug use. Uh, some nudity. And it's gonna be fun. And I'm trying to license two very popular songs for the movie. So yeah, that might cost the most. It might not happen, but we're gonna see. We're gonna find out what's going on with Probably it. Probably not. And uh, if it's too, if they want too much money for a little shitty film to use their movie i'm gonna tell them to go fuck themselves and <laughs> we'll just record a, a b-grade knockoff version of right. the songs and use them in it instead <laughs> yeah it's where it's just a complete rework of the song yeah uh so yeah that's what we got going on um if you're interested in if you're local to us and you're interested in being an extra or helping out in any way during throughout the production just hit us up let us know uh we could we can use pretty much anything you've got to help with us i'm probably so, filming in like two months yeah it'll two be to three months it'll be a while before we actually start filming but um just let me know if you want to help out if you can i mean even if your your job on the film on the set is making sandwiches for everybody so that we <laughs> so that we can keep everybody fed while we're working you know uh every little bit is gonna help so we're gonna Use as many volunteers as we can and hopefully pay as many essential people as we can. Because uh, we know that that's, that's like, we all want to make movies for people to see them and make art, you know? But at the end of the day, art don't pay the bills. Right. So uh, if we're going to be using somebody's time, we want to give them some kind of compensation for it. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got this week. Uh, follow us on social media. At Martell's Movie Madness on Instagram and Facebook, at Movie Madness sixty nine on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Martell's Movie Madness. And Cagney, tell them where they can find you. I'm Cagney Larkin on Facebook and Cags Loves Movies on Twitter. And also, you can find me on social media at Trailer Trash God on Instagram at Martell the God on Twitter. And then um, I'll probably be starting an OnlyFans soon to fund this movie, so <laughs> uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll have the link in bio. It'll be videos of you sucking farts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and sucking on bananas. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys are going to join us on Patreon for the Beginner's Guide to Trauma. Um, that's all we got. Now let's watch some fucking movies.
Ha 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 ha! 